Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We have got Che, we got Jay Moore, we got you here. It's a Mad Dog Tuesday because we got a chance to talk to Christopher Mad Dog Russo from High Heat, Cappy. Yeah, a little midday, a little jaunt on a little baseball. Uh, we got a chance to talk to. <laughs> You, you we need to have you do that and have Carm come in and do Francesca. That <laughs> dog has a very, he's an odd yes. duck. It's an odd duck. He, his mother was from England mm-hmm. and he and his dad was from New York. So that's a, an odd syntax. It's just an odd way to, of speaking for Mad Dog Russo. That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I've always been a fan. Yeah, he's he's fun and he was uh, with us for Shot or No Shot. If you missed it, a celebrity edition of Shot or No Shot, Russo was with us. Go back in the archives. Hour two of Cap and J-Hood. So yeah, glad you're with funny. us here. 312-332-3776. Still to come this hour. Oh man, you won't believe how similar the numbers are with Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. It will surprise you. We'll get to that coming up this hour because uh, we talk about, you know, the ceiling and the floor for Justin Fields as quarterback for the Bears. Wait until you hear about these Jalen Hurts numbers through the first two years of his career. We'll get to that coming up. But, Cap, I think we're all excited because we all knew. We knew all the time. It's not breaking news about how the Bears have the most money to spend in the National Football League. They are by far number one. The salary cap, as you've said, 224.8. There's a bunch of different reports on the Bears. They're somewhere in the 90-some million dollar range. So where do you take the lion's share of that money? And where do you allocate your draft picks? Are you trying to get your defense fixed? Because it's awful. Are you trying to fix your wide receiver room? It's awful. Are you trying to fix your offensive line? It needs work. I won't say it's awful, but you absolutely got to add minimum. Of two starters. You need a new center. You need at least one tackle, whether Braxton's going to right or staying at left. You need another tackle. You need another guard. So there is a ton of work. I've been clear. First thing I've got to do is be able to stop the run so that I can force the change of possession. If they can keep running it down my throat and I can't pressure the quarterback on top of it, I get crushed in play action. You know, you as I say this, you have not said this. I don't know if you're going to commit to what I said earlier, but you've watched the Bears longer than I have. Is is that not the worst defense that we've ever seen? Think about it, Cap. I mean, like we think about your career. Just put it in broadcasting. When's the last time outside of this year you said, "Boy, this defense is deplorable"? Twenty, the worst. Fourteen with no talent on it. Twenty fourteen. 2014. Right, call up the roster. Then. I'll call up the roster. That was the one that had back-to-back 50 pointers against us. It was the Patriots and the Packers. Remember that press conference with Emery and Tressman? What's the best thing you got going? The bye week. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that quote. Yes. I, I mean, but we're talking about on a regular basis just getting drilled. Where at, at times this season, if you recall, some of our Bear Monday shows, we were saying, oh my God. Did the Bears make a business decision in allowing some of this scoring? I mean, that's a hard thing to say. You don't want to – I personally don't like to use the word quit because I don't know what's in the heart of the athletes that we watch. I don't want to say quit. I always thought – there was several times this season where I thought, my God, are you shutting it down? One, two, three, Cancun? I was concerned about that because once you start seeing that on the field, like, okay, 
if you have guys quitting on you, that's tough. So the I hate to use that word. Bears defense 2014. Defensive left end, Lamar Houston. He celebrated a sack down 800 points and blew his ACL. You remember, I remember that? remember that. Jumped right in the air and blew his ACL. Defensive left tackle, Steven Paella. Horrible. Bust. Jay Ratliff. Remember he threatened to kill one of the coaches? They got rid of him. Mm-hmm. He was out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Came from the Cowboys. Defensive right end, Jared Allen. They rolled him onto the field. He was done. That was the, <laughs> that's the White Sox selection. You know what? Here's a guy here that used to could play. We're in Minnesota, right? Right. Okay. Strong side linebacker, Shea McClellan. Not good. Good middle so, linebacker. Great Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, right. Middle linebacker, DJ Williams. Okay, bad. Weak side linebacker and aging, he was done. Lance Briggs, who I love dearly. Mm-hmm. He was done. Corners, Tim Jennings and Charles Tillman, who were about done at that point. They were old. No more punch in the peanut. Kyle Fuller was a rookie. He was a good football player. Mm-hmm. Ryan Mundy at safety. Strong oh, safety. God. He was terrible. Mundy. And Chris Conti. <laughs> that was your defense. The much maligned Chris Conti. That was the defense that the Bears and Phil Emery rolled out there under Mark Tressman. Yes. So Chris Conti, who got blamed, right? The guy that got blamed for like missing a tackle or missing an assignment. Chris well, Conti under Lovey, right? Well, he was the one that got blamed on the Aaron Rodgers pass to Randall Cobb that got them in the playoffs. Then they won the Super Bowl. And so I asked... Olin, Alex, and Lance. Guys, what happened on that play? They said poor Chris Conti got blasted by the fan base and the media, and he had nothing to do with it. He actually played the play correctly. This is from them, Mm -hmm. not me, them. They said, dude, before we broke the huddle, we told Peppers, you cannot allow him outside of contain. You cannot allow him to get outside the box, outside the tackle box. There goes Peppers. He gets blocked in. Remember, go watch the play. You can pull it up on YouTube. And Aaron rolled all the way out, looked down the field. Conti came up and played the tight end the way he was supposed to, according to those guys. And there's Randall Cobb, unmolested down the field. 50-some yard touchdown, game over. Yes. (laughs) Never forget it. Uh, At least there are some names I remember. On that defense. Oh, yes. How about the offense? Cutler. As mediocre as they come. Forte, solid football player. Really good. Kadeem Carey. Who? Tony Fiametta. Fullback or? Fullback. Okay. Martellus Bennett. Yep. Marty. Dante Rosario. Brandon Marshall. (laughs) Alshon Jeffrey. Marquise Wilson. And a front line of Bushrod, Slauson, Garza, Long, and... Jordan Mills. Some of that's not bad. <laughs> Some of that's not bad. Like Garza was really solid. Garza was a mainstay, right? Mm-hmm. We always got on Bushrod, though. Horrible. He was good when he first got here. He got old. He came from the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Slauson came from the Jets. He mm-hmm. was okay early, and then his body just gave up. And Kyle Long was a very good football player. Yes, he was. Couldn't stay when healthy. He, when he was healthy. He, he was very good. That was a bad team, and they gave up back-to-back 50-point games to New England and Green Bay. So that's the worst of your lifetime? Not this nonsense here that we just saw? This was just as bad. This, this defense was horrific. I, I understand. I just, 
I look at this at this three and fourteen team. And it's one thing that you're going to lose a lot of these games, and some of them were close, but just like the Jet game and the Buffalo game, you're just going to be outmanned. I get that, but boy, like a perfect example is that Dallas game, forty nine twenty nine. 29 points should be enough to, for you to be able to win in this league. And there was still some fight for the Bears in the ha- second half, but that defense was just a sponge. So, so horrible. So 2014, the defensive coordinator's Shays guy, Mel Tucker. Not his fault. And everyone went, that guy can't coach. Yeah, Not he can. Not he had fault. no talent. The points against 442, average giving up 27.6 a game, ranked 31 of 32. Well, listen, that's pretty bad. But it's one of the rare cases where you get a defensive coordinator and they go, I don't know what you're going to come in here with, but you got to run the cover two. Remember that? What do you, what and you he mean? said, well, I don't run that. He goes, no, you're going to run the cover two. And he's asking the coaches and asking players, all right, where are you supposed to be in this situation? Because I don't run cover two. Yeah, what is this terminology? I don't know. He, that's true. I asked him. <laughs> he said, actually, they yeah. made me run a defense I knew nothing about. You know, back in Bourbon A, where you can just, it's nothing but grass fields and very very few places to hide. I would just talk to him one-on-one, like, Mel, what's going on here? It's like, I'm running this damn cover two, man. It's like, so what's your background in it? I don't have one. They told me when I got <laughs> hired, me. yeah, you're going to have to run this defense. It's what we do. Holy. It's just because, uh, well, then you should have kept Lovey. And then he right? left and went to where? Georgia? Yeah. And all of a sudden, everyone, well, that Georgia defense is amazing. Oh, yeah, they got great course. players, and he's a good coach. And now he's making... Ninety-five million at Michigan State, and people are like, "Well, he wasn't very good here because he had bad talent." Yeah, and 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 a did bad not system. and did not come in with his own playbook or his own set of skills as a, as a defensive coordinator. So it was just weird. But this is an interesting time for the Bears, though, this year because yeah, I think this defense was bad. And Cap makes a great point talking about okay, you got to start somewhere with this defensive line. You got to be able to make some plays. I say on the offensive line because I'm so protective of Justin and I want protection from him. You're going to have to draft one. You got to get one from free agency as well, or several, to be able to help this offensive line. It's funny thing about Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. The the offensive line was not very good for him in the last game we saw in the playoffs. They did not fix it really in the offseason. But for Justin Fields, because he moves around so much in the pocket, protection is paramount. He's got to be able to have that. And so I want the Bears to address that, both in free agency and the draft. So, again, the Bears have the most money by far. Atlanta's second, Giants are third in that list as far as free agency money. Cap and I want to know, where do you spend your first dollar in free agency? So jump in with us, 312-332-3776. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Shay, let's open the phone lines to talk to you, the Bears fan. We finally know how much the Bears are going to spend. Where do they spend it first if you're Ryan Poles? Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. The Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah. They'll be in for Greeny coming up at 10. It'll be Carmen and Yurko at 12, Wild and Sylvie at 2, and Jesse will be in for Black and Abdallah. 6 to 7.45 into Wildcats basketball with Dave Bennett. 
coming up at 745. I love Dave. As the Cats take on Iowa. So that's going to be a fun game, by the way. Right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. If you're Ryan Poles and you know you have the most money to spend this offseason, where are you allocating your funds first? Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Uh, Danny in downtown Chicago on ESPN 1000 on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Good morning, Danny. Hey, good morning, guys. So, Cap, my buddy was actually on the airplane with you on the way to Kansas City, uh, right right in front of T. Higgins' mom. And from what both of you guys said, it sounds like she's a great person. So hopefully, hopefully in a year or so, we can get T. Higgins on the board with us. That would be awesome. Yeah, she, but, uh, she, the mom did say her, his late father is from Chicago, but he's got another year locked in at Cincinnati. So from Chicago. Yeah, so hopefully in a couple of years we get him over here. But um, so I was thinking, you know, I, I know general managers like to have their own uh, power to make whatever decision they want. But uh, what about even just letting Justin Fields even just be in the room or give insight as to what uh, wide receivers in the draft or free agency that he might want to work with? Just so the Ryan Pace, just, or not Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles just kind of knows and has a good idea of who Justin would want to work with best. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to your guys' thoughts. Danny, thank you. We went through the wide receiver list earlier. Correct. It's not a great list. Juju Smith-Schuster's intriguing. Everyone seems to believe that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get traded. They're looking to get draft capital back, and he wants a new deal. He's going to be 31 June 6th. Good player. I'm not telling you he's not a talented player. Do I want to give him like a new three- or four-year huge money deal for a guy on the other side of 30 and give you reasonably good draft capital? No, not for me, because I, I don't think they're what if close. I have an option. So if it's between getting a veteran wide receiver via trade or free agency, or maybe you go on the cheaper side of things and get a somewhat younger veteran guy in Jacoby Myers, is there interest? Like I would rather go Jacoby Myers. Anybody who can get almost 100 targets and 800 yards in the league's worst passing offense, I'm interested. Yes, someone that I can get the ball to that can give me some yardage. I look. Jacoby Myers is not a game-breaker, but, man, it's a safety valve for fields to feel comfortable with. So further growth from Cole Komet, right? Mm-hmm. Further growth from him. 100%. Further growth from Mooney, a healthy Mooney. That's the hope. Hope. Okay. With Claypool, I don't know what to expect. As you and I always look with a wary eye, if you came to the Steelers and you're expendable, then what's wrong with you? That's the question. <laughs> when you look at guys leaving... Yeah. You know, there were people all excited. We got Nikhil Harry. Yeah, sorry. That that was a seventh-round pick. It was a, a flyer. But when Belichick can't make a first-round pick work and he's willing to let you walk fairly quickly for a seventh-rounder, uh, I wonder why it didn't work there. He's also historically awful at evaluating specifically the wide receiver position. Who's that? Belichick. Oh, well, yeah, well. He, well, you know why? Because he's one with less for his almost entire time with the with the Patriots. That's the whole hallmark of the Patriots. Here's a guy from the bottom shelf. You know what? I like his intangibles from college. Put him in there. Correct. Yeah, he's gotten like all the dumpster picks work, but when he goes and gets a free agent or, or like a wide receiver, or he lets someone walk, or he tries to get one early in the draft, almost always bad. <laughs> Nobody shops at the bottom shelf more than Belichick. He goes to Aldi to get his guy, get his guys. Right, save a lot. Well, when you have Tom Brady at quarterback, you can do that. But you can you do- just sign Shane Norling to play wide receiver. Yeah, I got Tom Brady. But yeah, I mean, we'll be good. By the way, uh, 
Jacoby Myers four million last year. Four million. But he's young. Just you can get four, him for ten million a year. Just turned twenty six. Just turned twenty six. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. the right age. Ten million a year. I'm in. That's fine. But and, and, and as we talk about this, Cap, I know we'll talk about this a lot throughout the winter. Um, but I'm just asking your just initial reaction to Cole Komet. You expect him to get a new deal, right? I do. And I don't think he's going anywhere. He was top five blocking tight end in the league. And he has, to me, evolved as a receiver. If you can get some more help wide receiver-wise to pull some defensive pressure away from him, I think he had a pretty solid year. I like Cole Komet. Same thing with Darnell Mooney. Brand new deal. What kind of deal? What kind of money could he be really looking for? Was he healthy? Oh, yeah. Say If he's healthy, what kind of money do you think he'd be looking for? Because we haven't seen the best of him just as of yet. I don't know what he is. I know what he's not. He's not a number one one or a two. Right. Yeah, I don't think he's going to break the bank. I don't, especially coming off injury. And also, Chase Claypool will be looking for an extension. Better be careful. Just saying. He'll be looking for one. Right. And some GMs, I'm not saying that Poles is, but see, some GMs want to be proven right. We're going to push him out there. I'm telling you, I made the right deal. Did you? We'll see. Don't compound the mistake. If he has a bad year, you move on, whatever. It happens. Cap, you've seen it, though, like I've seen it over the years, where a general manager says, I sh- I'm going to show you that this guy can play for us. And no matter if i got to pay through the nose, I'm going to prove to you that that deal was not a bad deal. They're gonna, I mean, I'm not saying that that's who Poles is, but we've seen it before. Jay Cutler. Yeah. We're going to give him $126 million. We knew he wasn't the guy. Okay. It's okay player. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Crystal Lake, here's Jim on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, guys. So, uh, you know, you want to pick a specific area. I don't understand why it needs to be a specific area. I mean, why can't we just... The Bears have so many holes, as you guys keep on emphasizing. Why can't we just see what comes available? And, you know, at the best time in free agency, let's go get a defensive lineman. In the draft, let's get an offensive guy. You know, why does it have to be some specific area? It's like going to brunch. You know, you, you got a, an omelet in mind while you're driving there. I'm going to get a good omelet. But then it turns out that they got a really good hash brown casserole, and so you, you end up putting most of that in your stomach. Well, here's the thing. If you look at the list of free agents, hash brown casserole sounds horrible. But um, <laughs> if you look at the That's list so of free agents, I knew it. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the list of free agents, a lot of the positions are not a wealth of riches at those positions. And because we want Duran Payne from Washington, if they don't get him re-signed, everyone's like, "Well, he'd be a perfect fit on our defense." I agree. There's like 10 other teams that are going to want to sign him as well. So I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but there's just there's so many different avenues and different people you know, in the draft might come about or, or in free agency. You know, you're pointing out one specific person, and I'm just saying there's a plethora of, of different options out there. Why does it have to be an offensive line? Or I know to protect Justin Fields. <laughs> Or a specific area. Jim, the Bears have it, so many holes. Let's just go no, after one at a time. No, we know how many holes that they have, but you got to have a plan. Plan. That, that's why. That's why you, we're saying, what would you go for first? Because that you have a certain amount of funds that you have to allocate toward getting the team better. I mean, what, do you, what do you mean? I mean, like, yes, there's so many holes in this roster. you got to fill them all. But again, when you get there, what is the, the most glaring need for your team? It's like your home, Cap. It's like your home. 
you know, you finally got some money in a windfall of cash through the lottery or bank error or whatever. It's like, man, this is found money. Look at this mailbox money that came in. Right. Oh, we got a huh, we got a check here for twenty eight hundred dollars. What do you want to do? We got we got to fill our fill, we got to fill this. We got to be able to take care of our home. So we got water coming in to, from the basement. We got electrical that needs to be fixed. We got no TV that works well. Got what it. do we do? We can use a fresh coat of paint. Where should we allocate our money first? And I understand Jim and Crystal did. Thanks, Jim, for your call from Crystal Lake. I understand his point. The one thing is for the draft is free agency starts March 13th. The draft is six weeks later. You don't know at that point what you're going to get. So you've got to, well, we have got to make sure we address whatever it is, center, guard, wide receiver, Defensive tackle, whatever it is. Got to take care of that first. Of course, if it's your money that you found out of the mailbox out of nowhere, it goes right into the Hawthorne app. 312-332-3776. the sports gambling app. I've got money in the horse app. You would not put it on the house. That's the point. Correct. Uh, Mindy would. No, but you'd see it first, though. You You wouldn't tell her about it. (laughs) <laughs> right. it's funny. I, wait, Cap, there's there's money that comes in. You just happen to get to the mailbox first. Do 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 catalog, no shot. Uh so, subscribing say nah. Yeah, uh, junk mail, junk mail. Hmm, what's this? Open this up, see what we got here. Hold on a second. Whoa! A check. Where's my phone? <laughs> right into the old account. She wouldn't know anything about it. You know, the other day, Quietly. I made the mistake. We're in Kansas City, and I had put my plays in at O'Hare early in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. I'm 5 o'clock, sitting there with my Starbucks coffee, and I'm putting my plays in because you can't gamble in that state, idiots. And I'm putting in my plays. I wrote it down, what I had, so I didn't have to log on and look. And I set it down in the hotel room, and I put something I had, like my little bag, on top of it. Sure. She's looking for something. She moved it, and I had gone, winner, 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 winner. I needed one, and she's like, "Oh, we got to see if this one wins. That's a good parlay." And I'm like, "Son of a, <laughs> none of her business, right?" <laughs> Did you win today? Yeah, here's fifty dollars. <laughs> but you win five hundred, right? You don't share all the winnings. There's something that comes in. Keep it quiet. Correct. That's exactly right. Correct. I mean, I mean, listen. Yes, you share everything. I love my spouse. I love. When, Stop. But then, was a nice little check comes in. Right. Hmm. Beep. Right in the gambling right, account. Right in the old account. She won't know anything about it. Exactly. Put it in the shredder. Where did you get the money to bet that horse race? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that keeps a happy home. That's exactly right. As long as she doesn't find Keeps out. Keeps me happy. Yeah. As long as she doesn't find out, Cap. Correct. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Happens to me all the time. Hey, did UIC money come in yet? Nope. <laughs> I'll have to check on that. Yeah. I'll make a call. Right in the old pocket. Exactly. <laughs> then you hope they forget. <laughs> Dan in Beverly, and I'm jealous. On ESPN 1000. All right, Dan. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? How are you, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, I think the biggest thing they need to address is the offensive line. Your biggest asset um, is Justin Field. I just don't want him to turn into the next Andrew Luck where 
he gets injured too soon, and next thing you know, he's just going to, you know, retire on us. So I think you need to address the offensive line. Um, and then plus, look where Ryan Poles came from, and look where Ian Cunningham came from. Ian Cunningham came from Philly, mm-hmm. and look at their offensive line. And then look at where Ryan Poles came from. Kansas City, look at their offensive line. So I think that's the biggest thing. You need to protect Justin Fields, the most important athlete, you know, right now in Chicago sports. So I'll hang up and listen, but I think it's the offensive line. Thanks, guys. Dan, can I ask you a question? Yes, go ahead. You ever hide money, put it in the old sock underneath the mattress? Yeah, of course. Southside guy, see? That's how you do it. Cash. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I I appreciate it. Great respect for that. I understand the thought on the offensive line. What makes that Eagles team go is that defensive line that leads the league in sacks. Yeah, that that's also a huge, huge thing. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Still to come, our next half hour, Jalen versus Justin. These numbers will surprise you, I believe. And also, Cap saw a championship game at Arrowhead. What are some of those white well stadiums for you? A stadium is like, but I got to see this before I die. Before I croak, I got to go to this stadium to watch a game. Cap will tell his stories about Arrowhead and also get your phone calls on that white whale stadium that you want to visit at some point in your life. Cap and Jay Hood is on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 FM HD2. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. The NFL salary cap is set at twenty-two, let's say two hundred twenty-four point eight million dollars, and the Bears will have the most space in the league. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy has a torn AC, uh, UCL, is expected to need surgery, and will carry Northwestern against Iowa tonight. Seven forty-five will be the pregame with Dave Bennett right here on ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll get to your phone calls momentarily here at 312-332-3776. But we want to let you know about what uh, Shay Norling researched for us, our executive producer of Cap and Jay Hood. You have this in front of you, Cap, Jalen versus Justin. So Yes, Just- I do. Justin Fields. Bear- <laughs> you all right there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's not like a $100 bill there you just opened up there. I don't have any. A, fr- a fresh, you don't have any $100 bills with you? No. You ever carry any? No. That's your co. No. That is true. I'm lucky if I have... Do I have any cat? Yeah, I do. I have some of the singles that Abdallah gave me. Uh, Justin Fields against Jalen Hurts. You see this in front of you, man. I got it. You know, it's interesting how some of these numbers are similar. Justin Fields threw 27 games, mm-hmm. 59.7% completion percentage. Through two years of uh, Jalen Hurts' career, 59% on the completion so percentage. basically identical. Identical. Touchdowns, Fields 24, Hertz 22. Uh, attempts, 588, Justin, 580 for Hertz. Hmm. How about yards rushing? Fields, 1563, Hertz, 1138. Rushing touchdowns, 10 for Fields, 13 for Hertz. Correct. But there's one difference, big glaring difference, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would be sacks. Jalen Hertz was sacked 39 times in his first two seasons. 
listen to that number again, 39 times. Mm-hmm. Justin sacked 91. Oh, man. Keep telling me that offensive line is good. No, oh, man. 91 sacks through two seasons. Wow. By the way, how come, I guess it's something that we haven't really done in football, but it's this, I've, we don't do the one lost record for quarterbacks. You see this in right here, right? Like Fields record? Correct. 5 and 20? Yeah. Fields is 5 and 20. Hurts <laughs> was 9 and 10. <laughs> Could you imagine if we did that in football like we do for baseball? Oh, <laughs> Pitcher wins? Yeah. Five, 5 and 20 for Fields, uh, 9 uh, and 10 for Hurts. Was he Anthony Young? The right, Mets right, member? Exactly. He went like 0 and 17. <laughs> like it shows of course, you. the Cubs traded for him. Right. Well, we just want to let you know like how close those two numbers are. And maybe a breakthrough for Jalen Hurts winning the Super Bowl this year against Kansas City. And then and there's Fields. We're not saying that the next step is the Super Bowl for uh, Fields, but I continue to make that comp of Hurts and Fields, saying that there is something for Fields to reach, and that could be Hurts and to be able to surpass Hurts at some point. you got to start someplace, I would say. And so if that's Fields, if that Fields is trying to reach where Hurts is to get to the Super Bowl, I'd love to see it. Right, but what Hurts fell into in a great situation is – the best pass rush in the league, top five offensive line, two outstanding running backs in Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. They had draft capital to get Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard's there. They go trade draft capital to get A.J. Brown. They get Darius Slay, who's a really good defensive back who didn't, didn't work out with Matt Patricia and him up in Detroit. So all of a sudden, he rolls in there. And they hand him the keys. Plus, he didn't have to start right from day one. When they drafted him, they had just given Carson Wentz a $128 million extension. Mm-hmm. And then he failed, and Jalen played the last four games of that year. Carson gets traded to the Colts. Now he's in Washington, and who knows where he's headed next. And Jalen Hurts gets all this talent around him. Bam. Like, they weren't the typical four-win team. Correct. They were the Super Bowl champs in 2018, and there are several players from that Super Bowl team on this Super Bowl team. I believe they Only have four, I think. S- I think it's like six, and one of them is hurt. Something along those lines. Fletcher Cox it's, was it's still 10. there in 18. It's under 10. Lane Johnson was still there in 18. Jason mm-hmm. Kelsey was still there in 18. Mm-hmm. Like th- A lot of their key defensive and offensive line pieces were there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. If you are Ryan Poles, where do you spend your money first? Now that you have the most money in the National Football, you spend in free agency. Let's go back to the phone lines to talk to you. There's Johnny. There he is in Buffalo Grove on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, Johnny. Hey guys, how are you? We're great. Thanks for checking in. No problem. Hey, um, I think the Chiefs in the last couple of years have showed us exactly where you put your money first, and that is protecting your quarterback. In this last AFC Championship game, Patrick Mahomes on a bad ankle and with, like, second-depth receivers ended up winning the game. When he had everybody locked stock and he was missing two tackles in the Super Bowl, he was running for his life, and he couldn't get to those targets, and he got killed. So you build the line of scrimmage first, protect your quarterback, go get their quarterback, build on from there. Johnny, we appreciate the telephone call as we go to Tony and Crystal Lake on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J. Hood. All right, Tone. Hello? Go ahead, Tone. What's up? Okay, so my answer is simple. It's defensive line. 
period. You need to get yourself an alpha because it makes everyone else on the defensive line better. It makes the secondary. And look how different Buffalo was without their alpha. They lost the game. I say you, pay, you spend, all, spend a lot of money uh, on, a, on a defensive line or at least one big alpha. And then, uh, remember, this is a Bears team that scored 30-plus points in the past. I mean, as long as you can hold your opponent down, Bears win some games there. That's my answer. So I'll hang up and let you go. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Tony. I'm with Tony that you've got to fix the defensive line. Offensive line, too. Wide receiver room, absolutely. Would I love another corner? Yeah. Do I need somebody at linebacker? Absolutely. That said, I got to be able to stop the run man and pressure the quarterback. I get it. It's it's it is a tall task for this team, but you know what's in the back of my mind, Cap, and that is what does what is Poll's timeline for all of this? Bears fans want it yesterday, but what is Poll's timeline? Is he methodical, taking his time, saying you know, twenty five, we should be able to get to where we need to be. Because with uh, with a knife, he cut a lot of that salary, cut a lot of those players, and said, you know what, we're starting over from the beginning. And George McCaskey had to sign off on it. I wonder what that interview process was like. Because you know general managers and coaches lie. They lie all the time. They sit in that chair, they got their Brooks Brothers suit on, and they say, what do you think of the team? And he said, boy, there's a lot of talent here, man. We could build on something. And then sometimes teams have to build on crap that they already have, right? Correct. And Poles wouldn't do that. I'm sure that he had to talk to George about that, George McCaskey. And Poles had to say, we have to be able to start over because with the salary that you have allocated to these players, these veterans, you're not winning. So we have to be able to have a brand new reimagined franchise. Oh, around Justin Fields. I, I think he was absolutely honest. And, because remember, Bill Polian said, you need 10 to 12 blue-chip players to think you're going to contend and make a run to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 10 to 12 blue-chippers. Who do we have that's a blue-chipper? Seriously. Other no. than Justin. That's potentially. It. Hasn't proved it yet, but we think he can get there. Brisker? Maybe. Got to find out. Brisker and Gordon. Tell me who are, I'm talking, blue chippers. Can't help you. They don't have any. All right. By design. This is is where it is. Exactly. That's why it's such a long, drawn-out process to turn this thing around. I would argue Brisker's a blue chipper. I would make the argument. I'll plant my flag on it. Sanborn, I think, actually could grow into one. And that's not even... I know we do the bit, but I'm not doing a bit. I think Sanborn has potential. To be a blue chipper. Wouldn't be the first time somebody undrafted got to that point. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just... Blue chip now is the best of the best in the league. That'll make you feel good, though. If Braxton puts some size on, comes back next year bigger, a little, like, stronger, pass pro gets better right away, I mean... The run blocking was incredible. You like to see that. He's got the, a chance. You like to see that on the Kennedy every morning. I got my coffee ready to go. Crank it up for another Captain J Hood show. Good morning, Sanborn. Love you. There you go. Right there on the, Let's go. Right there hope, on the Kennedy, right? I hope so. But <laughs> we should remix. We should have Danny remix the good morning, everyone, into good morning, Jack Sanborn. <laughs> but every single guy, I agree with you on Brisker. I, I liked that pick the day they made. Every single guy other than Brisker, maybe Gordon. It's a leap of faith. Braxton Jones, leap of faith that he can become an elite 
I don't think it's a leap of faith. Obviously, like he, I'm putting in the caveat, he needs to go get bigger, stronger, work on his technique a little bit. But he's shown me enough that I think if he can do those things, he could get there. I don't know. Because here's why I don't know. What else is around him that's not what's already that we already saw this past season? That's the thing I don't know. Like right. get get away from the Riley Reefs and the you know the projects Schofield. like Alex, Alex Leatherwood. Like like get some players in here. Correct. That's like what I'm that, saying. That is a major for me a major leap of faith that there's already a bunch of blue chippers on the roster. I don't see it yet. Capitalists squeeze in. Uh, Joe in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on ESPN 1000. All right, Joe. Joe, what's up, man? Good, good morning. Thanks for taking a call, fellas. Yes, sir. Um, you know what? I think anyone who's watched football, studied football, knows anything about football, knows the game is won on the line of scrimmage. You have to have a defense that can get some stops. As woeful as our offense was this year, if they had a defense that could generate some stops and some pressure, they probably would have won three or four more games. But that being said, I hope they concentrate first and foremost defensive line, offensive line, and most importantly, we need to find one game-breaker for the receiving room. We need a game-breaker, fellas. And, uh, you know, Braxton Jones, I'm sorry, but... It's not just a question of him getting bigger and stronger. His footwork is terrible, and his tech, he plays too high, and his hips are usually out of position. That's not a good uh, formula for uh, offensive tackle. I'm tired of seeing a Bears draft a guy who played tackle in college to convert him to a guard or convert a guard to a center. Start drafting a blue chipper from programs that produce, consistently produce, Stud offensive lineman, Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, well, hang on Oklahoma. a second. What about they got Tevin Jenkins as a tackle? He was one of the best guards in the league. Yeah, but he's got health issues. He's got a bad back. Those goalposts are on if, wheels, buddy. Yeah, if he gets, I love his nasty. They need more of it. But you know, the guys be lucky if he lasts six to eight years because you know, lower back for an offensive lineman. That's just a that's a bad injury to have. There's a guy there that watches only Big Ten football. He wants all Big Ten football guys in the offensive line. Cap the road graders. He does. Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana. Listen, thank God for Joel and Kenosha who watches all the hip placement of the offensive linemen around the league. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. He called from the dividing line, right, right between Chicago and Green Bay. Correct. The dividing line. Kenosha. Kenosha right right there. by the uh, outlet mall I like to frequent on the way up to Wisconsin. He's right there on the dividing line right as a Bears there. fan. I think he's actually very accurate. You've got to fix the defensive line. You've got to get some help in the wide receiver. I just think it's longer than a one-year process. That's my point. All right, coming up, it's the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day on Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Lamille, Lamazo, Hot Incorporated. We're going to do it. Keep 
would like if we were out <clears throat> many times people would look at us and then they'd start walking toward us and Penny and I would look behind us to see who was there because we and that was part of the success of the show because we're fans Penny and I were like avid TV watchers I'd go over to the house and we'd watch TV together twice we watched Laverne and Shirley so we were doing some kind of retrospective one time and we had to look at some of the shows because we were supposed to pick our favorite clips out and we totally forgot it was us and we laughed out loud and she turned to me and she goes we were pretty good that was funny Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley passed away yesterday you know Cap she was in the 1973 film American Graffiti she was in that movie that was a good movie a lot of, a lot of stars spun out of that movie right Correct. and so she was part of Laverne and Shirley that show was from 1976 to 83 when you had spinoffs of shows that came from Happy Days, and Happy Days became Laverne and Shirley, and Laverne and Shirley became Joni and Chachi. All the, the spinoff to the spinoff to the spinoff. And so they became iconic, those two, Laverne and Shirley and uh, Penny Marshall. Uh, boy, that was a great show, her and Cindy Williams together as Laverne and Shirley. And Cindy was, what, 75? Mm-hmm. Yep. So sad. She passed away yesterday, uh, and I kept hearing that song. They were playing it on some different newscasts. Yeah, what we just played. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that was my childhood. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it is. So, uh, Cindy Williams passing away. So, if you had your druthers, Laverne or Shirley, in that spot, Cindy between Williams. the two, definitely Cindy. Hundred <laughs> percent. What about what about Loud Laverne? She had the big L on her on her blouse. You always knew which one was which because she always had an L on her. On she her did. Blouse. Correct. Yes. Correct. And then another actress who died yesterday. My fa- one of my favorite shows of all time is Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. Annie Wershing, who played FBI agent Renee Walker, 45, died of cancer. I saw that. Brutal. I saw that. Brutal. And then we mentioned in the update in that 730 block about uh, Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. Died at age 64. They checked in on her. It's like, hey, Wendy, you okay? Wednesday, you okay? Wednesday Adams, Lizzie Loring, you okay? She didn't respond. Gone. Yep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was another good show. And now time for the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day, brought to you by... Come on, Cap. Brought Chicago to you by... Chicago Cut Steakhouse. And David Flom and Matt Moore's great dining creation. Open for lunch as well. What about the sole? The Dover sole yeah. from Delaware. is phenomenal. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. <laughs> Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's you... not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Thank you so much, sweetie, for taking me can you, home. Can Thank you carry my bags upstairs? Thank you so much. And uh, I just want you to know... Uh, Put your hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> Put your goddamn hands on the steering wheel. Right now. Right now. Give me the keys. Are you robbing me? Yes, I am, Shane. <laughs> Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Thanks for helping a sweet old lady. Well, then my What's wife- in your pockets? Bend over! Give me your pocket. Let me see it's in there. Oh, nice walk. Michigan, huh? All right. Lady, let's take a look. Those are my credit. I don't care about your credit cards. Head them over here. Thanks for helping a sweet old lady. <laughs> so good. So uh, The Cappuccino Cut of Day, right from, right from uh, Delaware, the old Dover Soul, right? The Dover Soul, they do it tableside. It is awesome. Butter on top of it. Oh, it's so delicious. 
we thank you for listening and calling and twitching and being part of our program here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Our thanks to Christopher Mad Dog Russo. It's unbelievable. A little high heat. He was with us for Shot or No Shot. And as also uh, Breer was with us. Albert Breer yeah. from Money Morning Quarterback and SI.com. That's a great free newsletter you need to sign up for. The latest goings on in the NFL. And don't forget, Northwestern at Iowa tonight at 745. Right here on ESPN 1000. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. For Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do it. Take that. Right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So long, everybody. From Chicago.